and welcome to Monday, January 27th, 2020. This is Paul again with a Monday version of UserWords Podcast. So this past weekend, January 25th, it was just an ordinary day, honestly. It was a beautiful day here in Southeast Wisconsin. It was cold, snowy, but overall for January in Wisconsin, it was kind of nice. 25th was also um, a, a Saturday. And it was the Saturday in January that our Pathfinder group agreed to meet and we played for a long dance Saturday. Great times. It was fun. A couple interesting things happened. Almost had to get into a PvP match, but thankfully I missed a word from the DM that he wasn't going to allow something. So therefore that didn't trigger me going into it. So life is good. So all that was happening. You know, people are doing whatever they're doing, you know, shoveling their snow off their driveways and their sidewalks. You know, just living in a beautiful winter wonderland that is Wisconsin and uh, people are probably in there wishing that Christmas was coming soon. But beyond that, there was also protests against 5G going on around the globe. 5G. What the heck is 5G? 5G is the designation of some spectrum that is being designated for the next evolution, the next version of wireless communication. Now, 5G itself does consist of both low and high frequencies. Uh, The low and high frequencies, uh, the low can go further. High frequencies have a very short range, but higher data throughput, but they get blocked real easily. Uh, So you have all that. Now, right now, they do rely on 4G networks to kind of uh, get them into it. So when if you have a phone that's 5G compatible, what it does is to make that connection, it starts on 4G and then ramps up to 5G if available. Now, that being said, later this year, they are hoping that 5G will be a standalone network where it won't need 4G to kind of bootstrap it up and going. So cool. You know, you're, you're thinking, okay, you know, we've had 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, which is also dubbed LTE. And now we're going to have 5G. Awesome. You know, less, um, less time between communication, faster networking and all this. And then you have the people who are protesting it. But wait, you didn't hear any about any of these protests, did you? Well, most sane people haven't. Like a lot of pseudoscience out there, and I'm including in there anti-vaxxers, essential oils, etc. People protesting against 5G are using some dubious logic at best, uh, pointing to various studies as proof of the reasons why they are against 5G. Now, I will give them this. They are at least attempting, for the most part, to use peer-reviewed studied. Unlike, let's say, anti-vaxxers, they're at least trying to do this. They're at least saying, hey, look, here's some information that we want to point out, but there's some issues with some of the studies we're using. We'll get into those in a second here. So let's take a look at some of these arguments and see, does any of this really make sense? So to start this off, let's talk about the first argument. The first argument, the argument is this, the higher frequency of 5G is going to cause more damage to living organisms. In fact, there are some people who are saying that because of 5G, it's going to cause this insect apocalypse that's going to kill all these insects, um, that it's going to cause this mass rise in cancers um, of the brain, of the rest of the body, and that it's just going to kill off our population uh, of animals and humans around the world. What they're saying is, in other words, that because of these higher frequencies, we're going to see more cancer, more mutated DNA, more dead everything. And you know what? This argument has been around since 1G. And when I say 1G, I'm talking about the generations of uh, cell service. 1G was that first real cell service, and that was analog cell usage. So first, 1G was analog 
two, three, and four were digital. Now, the fear of wireless radiation always, has always been something that you know people have been concerned about. But this is where it gets a little interesting. Let's looking at an article from the New York Times. Some of the concern about electromagnetic radiation comes from a study by Bill P. Curry. Now, Bill, he was a consultant, but he was also a licensed physicist. So he has some credentials behind him. And he produced a study for a school district. And what it did was it showed that the higher frequency of the wave in the microwave frequency. And when we say microwave frequency, we're not talking like, you know, this is going to boil you alive or anything. What we're talking about is literally the length of the wave. It's a microwave. It's, in other words, real, you know, real small. And people start getting freaked out. They're like, oh, you know, microwaves don't exist naturally in, in, in nature. I've seen that argument. Let's look at space where microwaves are abundant. So it, it does occur naturally in nature. So sorry. But anyways, I digress. Bill produced a study that showed that the higher the frequency of the wave in the microwave frequency, the higher the absorption of the radiation in the brain. Now, what this failed to take into account is that the higher the frequency of the wave, the less deep it penetrates. According to a document from Cornell University, the depth of absorption of waves goes down the higher the frequency. So let's take a look at some of these absorption rates. So first off, frequencies above 10 gigahertz, which are in the 5G spectrum specification, are absorbed mostly by the outer skin. In other words, barely anything of that goes even beyond the outer skin. It doesn't even go to your more uh, deeper tissue of the skin and the muscle there. Okay, Frequencies between 10 gigahertz and 2.5 gigahertz, or as you might see it as a 2,500 megahertz, but between 10 gigahertz and 2.5 gigahertz, they penetrate about 3 millimeters to 2 centimeters into the skin and into the body. Now, here's where it gets interesting. 2.5 gigahertz to 1.3 gigahertz, that penetration and absorption, it's sufficient enough to cause damage to internal organs by hitting tissue. Now, what do we learn from that? There is an inverse correlation between the depth that the wave penetrates and the frequency of the wave. So in other words, the higher frequency the wave is, the less it penetrates. Now, those spectrums, uh, frequencies between 10 gigahertz, 2.5, and 2.5 gigahertz, and 1.3 gigahertz, guess what? 4G, the current deployed standard. That goes from 800 megahertz up to around 2.6 gigahertz. In other words, that's the radiation that is able to penetrate the body all the way down to your internal organs. That's... You know, th that's what that is. And the 5G, the new stuff, gets all stopped by the skin. But yet it's the 5G that people are protesting and scared of. So people protesting should honestly be celebrating these 5G implementations. This just means less waves are penetrating their bodies. Now, if, you, if you're still scared, like, oh, the shorter the waves, you know, I'm going to be hit by it more. And that means it's worse for me because it's shorter. I'm going to be hit by it more. If you use that same logic and you continue to bring that out, well, guess what is still within the non-ionizing radiation frequency range, but which is shorter, smaller, that is, than microwaves, visible light. Visible light is a higher frequency than microwaves. So if you go by this logic, then visible light is damaging as well. And, you're, and people go, well, yeah, you go out in the sun, you get, uh, you get sunburn. That's not from the visible light. The part that gives you the sunburn is, is actually <laughs> ultraviolet rays which are even shorter. Now, once you start getting into ultraviolet rays, that's what you start getting into the ionizing uh, radiation versus the non-ionizing. But we'll get to that just in a second here. So ionizing versus non-ionizing. What's 
the difference? Well, ionizing radiation is radiation that's strong enough to damage the chemical bonds of DNA. Non-ionizing is exactly the opposite of that. It's not strong enough. So the claim is that even though 5G isn't ionizing, it is still damaging. So what they're springing up is that this um, non-ionizing radiation, uh, which is below the ultraviolet threshold, so this includes visible light, FM radio, TV signals, microwaves, satellite signals, cell phone signals. While while they may be able to penetrate some of your body, again, the lower the frequency, the further in they can penetrate, and existing 4G signals can easily penetrate a person's body, they're not strong enough to break and alter any of the chemical bonds of DNA. So what their argument is, is, okay, it may not perform cancer, okay? What they're saying is that there's a potential, and I'll give them this, there's that potential that needs to be studied more, uh, that it could create oxidative, oxidative stress, which may increase due to some of these radio waves for the ones that are penetrating deep. Again, those who are protesting 5G should be celebrating it because once we go to pure 5G, high-spectrum 5G, none of that stuff is going to be penetrating your skin. Your skin's going to be stopping all that, and that's pretty good. The next argument they use is that the WHO, the World Health Organization, has classified RF radiation as possibly carcinogenic. And this was done in 2011. People point to this and say, this is proof that RF is bad for you. But what they fail to mention is that other items are in the same list as RF radiation is coffee, pickled vegetables, coconut oil, ginkgo biloba. This is interesting. HIV. That I found that interesting that that was on the list. Aloe vera and magnetic fields from magnets. So this list is kind of diverse on what is potentially a cancer-causing agent. Now, the WHO classifies this, uh, this list of agents as list 2B. Uh, and what they're basically saying is there's maybe some evidence that supports it, but there's not really any proven evidence that supports it. So more studies have to be done on this. But at this time, it's not a, a listed carcinogenic. It's like your pickled vegetables and coffee, potentially carcinogenic. Then the next thing they do is they talk about rats. Now, the reason they talk about rats, there was a multi-year study done on rats, and they point to this as proof that wireless is causing us to die faster. Except what did the study actually do? So first off, the studies measured radiation of 2G and 3G connectivity. So not even 4G, 2G and 3G, and what its effects were on rats. Now remember, 2G and 3G are lower frequency, meaning longer wavelengths, meaning penetrate deeper. Again, that inverse relationship between frequency and penetration depth. Now, there's a couple interesting things about this radiation exposure to the rats. The study only showed a correlation between cell phone radiation and cancerous tumors in the hearts of male rats. They did not show this correlation with female rats or with any of the mice that were also exposed. There was also something else that was interesting. The rats that were exposed to radiation lived on average longer than the rats that were not exposed to the radiation. That being said, the study itself points out that the study cannot be extrapolated to humans for a couple of reasons. First off, the study being done on the rats exposed their entire bodies to the radiation at once. It wasn't just localized to their heads and, you know, waist or lower like we are in humans because either we're talking on the phone or we have it like in our pant pocket somewhere or, you know, if you're female in a purse or a bag. Second, the amount of radiation that the rats were exposed to was around four times higher than what it was allowed for cell phones. So there is a limitation on how much radiation a cell phone can emit and produce. 
And the amount that these rats, their entire whole body simultaneously being exposed to radiation is four times higher than that. The next thing that people who don't like 5G will point to is they'll say that it is killing birds. And what they'll do is they'll point to a viral post from November 2018 that blamed a 5G, 5G test in the Netherlands. And they say this test killed 300 birds. Now, what the article that they point to and what they say about it, what they both forget to mention is that the 5G test that was done was done a few months before the birds died. So there's no correlation between the bird's death and the 5G. They just happen to happen in the same year. And someone goes, let's blame the 5G test on these birds dying. The next thing people will look at and they'll, you know, they'll go, look at this, is that the military uses a, a, what they call an active denial technology system, which utilizes waves of 95 gigahertz or above, which technically are in the 5G spectrum, they are technically microwaves, and they say, look, this is proof that this is damaging and harming to you. So first off, these um, beams, these waves, because they are such a high frequency, remember, 10 gigahertz and above barely will penetrate the skin. Well, at 94 gigahertz, you're barely even going to penetrate the skin at all, okay? And what it's going to do is it's going to give you a nice, <laughs> to, for lack of better words, it's going to give you a nice warm sensation. It's going to warm you up a little bit, just like a microwave would warm you up a little bit. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. But as soon as you leave the area or they turn the device off, guess what? You no longer feel the heat. Also, the power output used by these military applications is way higher than what the microcells are outputting that are being placed everywhere. So you can't correlate a military application of something and say that this is the same thing as being used in your microcell. First off, the frequencies, while they may cross over, are coming at you at completely different power levels. Secondly, in the case of this active denial technology, they are being focused and triangulated on a very narrow application area. When you have something like a microcell, it's not being triangulated right onto your body. Now, to be fair, the downlink and uplink streams from your cell phone to a tower are going to be a little more well constrained, but it's not going to be like a pinpoint laser actually that's going to be pointing right at you. Be like, okay, we're going to give this guy skin cancer here. Now, speaking of power, the other latest thing that people are like, oh my goodness, this is just horrifying, is because of 5G's high frequency waves where they have that limited penetration power. Right? Look, they can barely even penetrate a person's skin, okay? Actually, I'm more concerned about 5G and that because it can barely penetrate skin, which means it's going to be right up in there, that it's going to cause more damage to my tattoos faster. Then I'm worried about 5G causing cancer or causing me to grow a second head or whatever else people are saying out there these days saying that 5G is going to do. Now, due to the lower penetration of these 5G waves, there's going to be need to be more cell towers. Uh, effectively, what they're called to are microcells versus macrocells. So in the old days, when I say old days, I'm talking about 4G, 3G, 2G. A macro, a macro cell could easily handle a large area of land. Each of these macro cells easily puts out 20 to 40 watts of power. Now, micro cells, by contrast, only put out 2 to 20 watts of power. So yes, you could say it is indeed factually true that the micro cells and macro cells can put out the same amount of power, but that is only true when your macro cell is at its lowest point and your macro Microcells at its highest. 
the chances of that happening continuously is probably pretty low. And again, because of that limited penetration ability of 5G, if you're inside a building, you're probably not even going to feel it anyways. So I just really, in a way, you're going to be exposed to less radiation than more radiation. And it's going to be at lower power instead of higher power, especially since those macro cells can go up to over double what the micro cells can. Now, that being said, the other thing to take into consideration is that there is an inverse square law where basically the further you are away from a tower, the power drops and it is over an inverse square. So it dramatically drops quickly as you get further and further and further and further away. Now, for these people who are going, oh, think of the children, the radiation, nowhere is ever going to be far enough away because they want to live in a RF clean world. You know, I'm not even going to get into talking about the fake illnesses of RF sickness where they, 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 they say they're ultra sensitive to RF radiation. That is a whole other combination of things to talk about. But also, let's be honest here. A lot of this information where this is coming from is coming from a news source called RT America. Now, RT America, it's one of those news sources that's been pushing this 5G as the next natural disaster to destroy human life as we know it for a while now. Now, NewsGuard, which I use regularly, gives RT America a very red warning. And I think that's kind of ironic. So the negative things against is that it publishes false information. Information is presented irresponsibly. It doesn't handle the difference between news and opinion. And it does not avoid deceptive headlines. Also, FYI, and this is why I say it's kind of ironic, RT America is run by the Russian government. So be careful where your news sources are coming from as well. It's always important to go back, double and triple check all of your news sources. Now, that being said, all the news sources and all the articles that I use will be linked in this episode. So yes, 5G, it is something new. But should we, should we be worried about it? No. We should be more worried about existing 3G and 4G and celebrating that those older technologies are being phased out for the newer technologies. Better connectivity, better experiences, less delay. And oh, waves that penetrate past the skin like existing technology, those are going away. Now it's going to stop right at the skin. Let's move America forward, not backwards. Let's stand with truth and science, not speculation and fear.